What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Bernard Pollard Show. I am your host, Bernard Pollard, and I appreciate you watching today. Now, I piss a lot of people off in week three. I'm pretty sure I'm going to piss some of the same, and not if not more, people off in week four. Some people kind of get in my drift. They, 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 they understand who I am, and, and I'm going to speak truth. So if I, if I upset you, if you want to throw insults, that's fine. I'll throw them back. Just make sure you can take them. But before we start talking about week four, I, I do want to hit this, uh, this Vontaze Perfect uh, situation. Now, I'm happy what the league did. Suspending him for the rest of the year uh, with the cheap shots this man has, has done. He's a repeat offender. Uh, there's no reason why he should have even been in the league today. But they finally suspended him for the rest of the season. And I personally think he needs to be banned. This is bullcrap. Would he pull? What he has pulled in the past, and I know a lot of people saying, well, Bernard, you got 15-yard penalties too. Well, I hit guys when guys' tiptoe was out of bounds. That's where I got my violations. And then when I couldn't dodge, when my helmet grazed their helmet, that was the penalty. It was no cheap shots. I'm not coming to hit guys, diving, and trying to suplex guys, whatever it may be. I'm not doing that. I didn't do that bull crap. I hit you when you saw me. I didn't cheap shot anybody. But when it comes to what Burfick has done, he ran off the football field laughing at his actions. That's bull crap. And as I've said, as I said on Twitter, I want the lead to keep the same energy when other guys are doing some of this, uh, not, not so much cheap shots, but if we got a zero tolerance for domestic violence, for abuse against children, for if you're not representing the shield correctly, we need to, we need to pull some of the same punches that they're pulling here. We need to get these guys out of the league because they, if they can't represent the brand, if they can't represent the organization, they can't represent themselves correctly, get them out of the league. It's a privilege to play in this league. It really is. It's a privilege. And I was taught at a young age, you protect the shield. You represent yourself. The name on the back of that jersey. He has done a piss poor job doing that. And I'm honestly surprised he made it out of Indianapolis without a black eye. But that's just me. Now we're going to talk about some week four football. Uh, first game I'm 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 gonna hit on is this 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 Buccaneers and, and Rams game. Now this was stats on stats on stats. Man, I, there was no defense played in this football game, and I understand the error and everything else we're in the, 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 in today's football. But I'm I'm looking at the Rams. Jared Goff, he was 45 of 68, two touchdowns, three interceptions, 517 yards. As I look at Jameis Winston's stats, he was 28 of 41, 385 yards. Four touchdowns, one interception. And Ronald Jones, 19 carries for 70 yards. But if I go back to the Rams, we're talking about the second or tied tie with the highest paid, uh, highest paid running back, Todd Gurley. Five carries. I don't even need to say no more. Five carries. Are you kidding me? This man, th this is outrageous. Obviously, we know the Buccaneers beat them 55 to 40. There was no defense played in this football game. This was ugly, sloppy. You're throwing the ball all over the football field. This is crazy. But my hat's off, man. My hat's off to Robert Woods and, 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 and freaking Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has been balling the last few weeks. Five receptions, oh, I'm sorry, nine receptions, 121 yards. Robert Woods, 13 receptions, 164 yards. These boys putting it together. But at the same time, I got to look at this football team. Do I see, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't see Super Bowl contenders. Not when you don't get that boy running the ball in Todd Gurley. I mean, Jared Goff pissed down his leg in the Super Bowl. I will never, ever say that the Rams win in the Super Bowl simply because it's the game was just too big for them. Sometimes when these coaches and these players get pass happy and want to do all this other stuff, mistakes come with that bull crap. And crucial mistakes come with that. 
I'm not saying, you know, you can't do whatever, but you need a running game. And you got to play some type of defense. So I hope they fix it, uh, figure this thing out over the next couple weeks. As we move on, we move on to the Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings. Now, I got to say, me personally, this Chicago Bears defense, is this is a Super Bowl defense. Offensively, we all understand Mitch Trubisky went out um, um, in the first quarter. He went out. Chase Daniels stepped in. He was he threw for 195 yards and a touchdown. That's all he needed to do. He, that's all he needs to do. This was this Bears defense is freaking good. When you can get after the quarterback with just four, your front four, and that that clock going off in that quarterback's head, and he ain't got time. He overthrowing, underthrowing, and throwing picks. Man, this is this is amazing. And taking sacks, you win with this. Chuck Pagano's he got them boys going. They got the talent already. Chuck Pagano's doing a lot of really good things with this defense. Mixing some stuff up. This secondary is playing good ball. This is the best defense in the National Football uh, uh, League, in my opinion. This is the best defense. These boys, big, interior, and uh, outside on the edge. They can rush. They can crash that pocket. And then they can crush the pocket with them with them big D linemen coming inside. So this, their linebackers are playing phenomenal. Secondary is doing what they're doing their job. When you got... A quarterback that got to get that ball off and you just sitting back there waiting for a mistake and, and you come up with picks or deflections, that's big time. As I said before, Chase Daniels stepped in. He did a, he did an amazing job. He did what he was supposed to do. A backup quarterback coming in. He was 22 for 30, 195 yards passing and a touchdown. Montgomery, I, I like this kid. 21 carries. Obviously, we don't like the average with the 53 yards, but he's a patient back. It's going to break open for him. He's going to, he, he, as long as he keep working, it's going to break over open for him. But like I said, this defense, this is what we need to talk about with Chicago Bears. If they score 17 points a game, 17 to 20 points a game, they're going to win a lot of football games simply because of this defense. They're going to stop teams from scoring a lot of points. But when I, when I look at the Minnesota Vikings, $84 million guaranteed to Kirk Cousins. I, I, I didn't agree with it when they did it. I didn't think he was that type of quarterback, and he's continuing to show he's not that type of quarterback. He is struggling. I mean, 27 for 36, 233 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, the defense shut the running game down, and probably the best running back in the National Football League right now, and Cook, 35 yards on 14 carries. So they made Kirk Cousins. He had to throw that football. He was running for his life at times, and he just didn't complete passes. Was called out by Thielen, or whatever, Thielen, sorry. Was called out by Thielen. And that's not good when your teammates calling you out on get them the doggone ball because you got two of the top receivers in the National Football League. Stephon Diggs, eight, 108 yards. But at the same time, Thielen out there left on the island without getting the football. But this Chicago Bears defense, man, is real. I like what they're doing. And I grew up a Bears fan. I didn't grow up a Colts fan. I grew up a Bears fan. I'm not a Bears fan. Now I'm a fan of the football game. I'm a, this, I'm a fan of the game. I don't have any favorite team. I love evaluating film, watching film, and this Bears defense is really freaking good. Just score 17, you're going to be okay. Now, I got to talk about this uh, Cincinnati Bengals Pittsburgh Steelers game. Now, I got home from football practice last night. I coached my son's football team and uh, was out there. And I got home at halftime and I uh, took a shower and had got my dinner and everything made and I was just like, yo, I put on Twitter. I was like, should I watch this football game? Now, my black behind, I was hard-headed because everybody told me to finish playing your Madden game. Don't watch this football. It ain't worth it. 
The Cincinnati Bengals looked awful. They were awful. I understand the injuries to the offensive line. I get it. But this team was it, this was ugly. Everybody said this was a check down game for for uh excuse me, Mason Rudolph. I thought he played well from this from the second half on with that I that I watched. He put the ball down the football field. He evaded the rush. He sidestepped some guys. He put ball, his ball placement was really good. He put the like I said, he put the ball down the field for his guys. And th- this kid looks good. Two touchdowns, 229 yards, 24 for 28. This is some good ball. Now, once again, as I look when I, as I coming up and and playing against the Steelers and watching the Steelers, they've always had a running game. Uh, we need to figure out what's going on with the running game because who who is this team? Are you going to let Rudolph just throw this ball around? Are you 10 rushes for Connor for 42 yards, 10 rushes for Samuels for 26 yards? We got to get these boys running, especially in the AFC North. They're going to be beating up on each other. We got to figure this thing out. Them boys got to get going. Connor did a good job. He laid it in receptions, eight receptions, 83 yards. But my question is, who's the number one receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers? A lot of people got mad at me. They were upset. Well, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be the number one receiver for them. He's been inconsistent. Where has he been? I'm not saying he hasn't had a good game, but in the first quarter of the season, Juju Smith-Schuster is not doing what he's supposed to be doing. He was supposed to be filling the, the, the shoes of, of Antonio Brown when he left. He he ate off Antonio. He, he, that, that was They were double-teaming and everything else, and, and now Juju Smith-Schuster ate off that. But he has to figure this thing out, and he has to get going and get going quick, fast, and in a hurry. Because the quarterback is going to need a number one guy to go to. He spread the ball around yesterday. But once again, it was against the Cincinnati Bengals. And they couldn't cover anybody yesterday. Couldn't stop a nosebleed. And and I'll move on after this. But Andy Dalton was pissed off, angry, frustrated. Whatever you want to say, that's what he was. He was throwing the ball incompletions and just storming off the football field. Stomping. This is ugly. You don't want to see things like this with, with, with quarterbacks. He's making a lot of money, and he's not winning games. I'm just being honest. He's making a lot of money, and he's not winning football games in the National Football League at the quarterback position for the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think at some point in time, maybe they need to think about getting somebody else in there. I don't know. This guy that they brought in, uh, they said he was a was a offensive guru, but it ain't, they ain't looking good at all. And I understand the injuries. As we move on to the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Now, I watched some of this game. This was this was this was the game too. The Buffalo let me the Buffalo Bills defense is really freaking good. They held Tom Brady to 150 yards, no touchdowns and interception. He was 18 for 39. That's a good job by the Buffalo Bills. They held Sony Michelle to uh uh 63 yards on 17 attempts. They the Bills defense showed up and played the game. They lost 16 to 10. They gave up a freaking uh that block punt. That hurt them. That hurt big time. Josh Allen, 153 yards. Now, I'm not sold on Josh Allen. I'm really not. He has just been shaky from the get-go. I mean, his pocket awareness and and just decision making down a football field is just not good. The Buffalo Bills sitting at three and one. They have a really good freaking defense and a shaky offense. If need be, run the freaking ball. And when Josh Allen decided to run that ball and had no awareness and tried to duck that head and took a blow, 
That sucker got knocked smooth out. And for everybody who blamed the, the, the Patriots player, no. You blame Josh Allen. He went in there for that action. And he got slapped. So don't blame the Patriots player because, no, 31 did his job. Josh Allen created the contact and got he, – he was that night quill. That's what he got. Matt Barkley, I was not impressed with him. He has a long release. I don't know what he was doing back there. And the Patriots was – they were oh, – that was just so ugly. A long release, guys, wide open. He's got to do a better job getting in the ball. So if Josh Allen is not in and they got to turn to Mark uh, to uh, Matt Barkley, I don't know. And, and he was 9 for 16 for 127 yards with the pick. But Josh Allen had three picks. This is ridiculous. Bill's got to do something. Get another quarterback in there. All you got fix that position, and you might be okay. You might be able to win the AFC East if you fix your quarterback position. Frank Gore is doing Frank Gore things. This man, 17 for 109 yards. This guy is good. I've played against him. I've watched him play. This guy is good as they he's as good as it gets. So I'm excited for the Buffalo Bills. I'm not I'm not saying that their season's over. They've been playing well with a bad quarterback. But if they just get somebody under center that can do the job, get the ball out the, uh, quicker, they might be okay. They might just be okay. Now, I'm going to move on to the Tennessee Titans and the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I didn't call a lot of flat because I talked about the Tennessee Titans culture and everything else. And everybody, just because they won, everybody want to bounce back. And, oh, they you see, talk about our culture and this and that. Dude, let, let me let you know something. And my hat's off to the team. The team played well in the first half. Played awesome. They played awesome. Marcus Mariota put balls in places that his only his guys can get. His AJ Brown is spectacular. I was happy that um, that Corey Davis showed up. Five receptions, ninety-one yards. AJ Brown three receptions, ninety-four yards. Both had touchdowns. AJ Brown had two, um, and um, Corey Davis had one. I was excited for him to show up. But my biggest thing, when I look at these stats for the Tennessee Titans, anytime I see Derrick Henry with 27 attempts or 27 carries, that's big time. It, we understand he only had 100 yards, but he had 27 carries to beat up a D lineman, a linebacker, and a DB. Now you unleash them tight ends and other running backs and the receivers for them to cover. Beat them down, let them go run with the speed. And I mean, Derrick Henry has speed as well. So... The Titans can win games when you feed this beast like this. When you just drop back and tell Mariota to just throw the ball, it, it's not happening. That's not the type of offense this, this needs to be, and that's not the type of quarterback that he is. He can't just do that. He needs the running game. That's what he needs. But I, I, I got to be honest, and, and, and the Tennessee Titans defense play well. They play well. They capitalize off of mistakes, middle, missed, missed opportunities of, 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 the, of the Atlanta Falcons with Matt Ryan. Titans defense, I, I already, I've already said, their secondary is probably top five in the league. Their secondary is really freaking good. D-linemen played. They got after him. Linebackers played well. Woodyard, man, that boy out there hitting. He out there hitting. I want to see him play more because he, he gives this team an energy to go out there and to be the enforcers. When he's not out there, you don't see those hits like that. That energy is gone, and, and teams are running through that. They shut Freeman down in the run game. But I, I, I got I to gotta say this. You know, I was excited about the first half play of the Tennessee Titans. Second half, scored zero points. We all know that they went for it on fourth down one time and didn't take the three. You got to make that a two-score game. This team right here, the Atlanta Falcons, I have no idea what Matt Ryan is doing. 
If you are a Falcons fan, I'm sitting back wondering with you on what is going on. You have probably one of the best receiving groups in the National Football League. You got a top quarterback in the National Football League. Yes, your line, O-line took a beating in that game. You lost a couple guys. But even when the guys were in, they still weren't doing anything. Didn't open up any holes for the run game. Matt Ryan, yeah, he was 35-53 for 397 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. But, I, I mean, come on, man. I get it. They did drop. They dropped the touchdown pass. Matt Ryan overthrew, underthrew, took a couple sacks that he probably shouldn't have took. But at the end of the day, this team has got to be better. They're underachieving big time. Big time. Underachieving. They were led by the tight end Hooper, nine receptions, 130 yards. Uh, Sanu, nine receptions, 91 yards. Freeman, eight receptions, 72 yards. Where's Julio Jones? Where's Ridley? The two guys that, that, that they're looking to go through. You got to get these guys involved big time. And I, I, I'm i just not, I'm not seeing the consistency there. Matt Ryan has got to stop. And I mean, he's turned the ball over with interceptions. And obviously we saw him turn the ball over with fumbles. We, we can't have that. Got to secure that football. And I mean, it was a good play by Jarrell Casey. But at the end of the day, we're seeing turnovers, consistent turnovers by Matt Ryan weekly. Cannot, can't win with it. And this was the team I had in the um, NFC Championship game. So, man, Falcon fans, just cross your fingers and hope these boys turn it on. Now, I got to move on to the Green Bay Packers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, when I choose to talk about, I, I sit down and just watch a Packers game. This, I was said from the get-go, I thought this was the top defense in the National Football League. I still think they're top defense. They... They 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 allowed some big plays in the run game. They they could not couldn't their assignments were just all jacked up for the for the Green Bay Packers defense. The Philadelphia Eagles ran through them, cut through them, everything else. They did a really good job in the run game. They held Carson Wentz to 160 yards passing, but he had three touchdowns. 160 yards passing, three touchdowns, and Howard just Howard and Sanders big plays on special teams. You can't you can't win with that. If you can't stop the run and you're giving up big plays on, on the spe- and special teams and they're getting down there and then they're, you're allowing three passes, touchdown passes, can't, 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 can't win with it. You honestly can't. But when I look at this Packers team, I'm not panicking. They're a 3-1 football team. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, 34-53, 422 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. I mean, this guy is he's as good as it gets. They need a running game, though. The Packers need to run the football. Don't just keep thinking you're going to air the ball out. Run the ball. Aaron Rodgers led 5 for 46. And then Aaron Jones had 13, excuse me, 13 for 21 and a touchdown. Got to run this ball more. And so, you know, we we, we see one of their guys went down, but they, they got to go. Now, or they got to get, a, get another back going. But Devontae Adams, I got to say this. Now, I said Devontae Adams was not a, a good – he wasn't a top-10 receiver in the National Football League. I, 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 I had to eat that when I, when I watched him play. This kid is freaking good. It looks like he slimmed down from the last time I really watched the Packers play. He's like he slimmed down. He's gotten faster. He's gotten quicker. His hands, man, 10 receptions, 180 yards, and he did most of that damage in the first half. Obviously, we know he went down with a, with a toe injury. This kid is freaking good. I like him. I like him a lot. And it sucks that he went down because he was eating that corner alive. I forget the corner name. And I, I know the corner was happy when he went down. But, shoot, 
freaking uh, he got friendly fire and got slapped and was taken out the game. I hope he's doing well. But I thought I thought the Philadelphia Eagles defense came up. I thought Schwartz called a good game because sometimes he can get in that he can get on that trigger where he's calling cover zero all day long, and you can't do that with Aaron Rodgers. And they did a good job keeping the safety in the middle of the football field, and they kept Aaron Rodgers throwing underneath. Some of his guys, like I said, some of his guys got open on the back end, but other than that, they didn't really give up a lot of big plays, and they ended up winning the game. Now the game that or the game a lot of people are gonna get mad at me. You gonna get mad at me, but it's okay. It's okay. I I, I could take it. And this is where it's gonna get real. The Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. Now, as I talk about the Ravens and the Browns, the Browns did a good job. They walked into enemy territory, they pissed on enemy territory, and they walked out. I'm just being honest with you. Baker Mayfield, everybody said what they needed to say about him. He took the criticism. He came back, and he shut everybody up. 20 for 30, 342 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Nick Chubb came in, ran the football. He's still running today. 20 carries, 165 yards, and three touchdowns. Jarvis Landry, eight receptions, 167 yards. Now, Odell Beckham, got them, he got clamped. He got clamped by uh, uh, Humphreys. But I, I want everybody to know something. Everybody's trying to figure out what's going on with the Baltimore Ravens. This is a defense, as I watch this football game, this is a defense that's confused. This is a defense that that is just it's too many pieces that's just not putting it together. It's too many pieces that don't understand. This is a team, and, 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 and let me call this one out because this, I don't want to – I'm not – I'm going to say it. So, Earl Thomas, he's a guy that I'm a fan of. Think he's one of the best middle field safeties right now in the National Football League. But we got to understand something. Everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. Earl Thomas was a deep middle field safety in, in Seattle. If he did anything else, he came down to play curl flat. Didn't really do much else. In this defense with the Baltimore Ravens, this is a very complex defense. With any movement, with any shifts, with any uh, formation lineups or whatever it may be, things switch and you have to communicate. Well, this is something that Earl is not used to. This is difficult for a guy. So when Earl is sitting back and he he, he got to talk to the corner, he got to talk to the other safety, or he got to check with the linebackers to let them know something or get them adjusted and everything else, that's hard to do, and we're seeing it. So he has to adjust. This is only four games in. He has to adjust at full speed, and it's a different game plan every week, so it's just looking like, dang, it's hitting him quick, even though he's an all-pro. It's hard. When we look at Jeff, uh, Jefferson, everybody's talking about Jefferson. He has some things that he has to clean up on. He has a couple things he needs to clean up on. But wh- when I look, when I watch this Ravens defense, the edge is not there. The edge, it just isn't. Some people might not like it. The edge is not with the Baltimore Ravens defense any longer. It's not. I see more frustration than I do edge. I see more retaliation do- than I see them establishing their dominance. And it's the same thing I said. I, I told people, I ain't drinking a Kool-Aid with this football team yet. The the Miami Dolphins and the Arizona Cardinals. All of a sudden, everybody thinking, oh, oh this is going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. No, no, those are two bad teams. Those are two awful football teams. When we're looking at now, when they start playing Kansas City, and then they come play Cleveland, Guys, it's going to get it's going to get worse. 
if this team doesn't find their way. They're going to have to figure it out. Linebackers got to play better. They got to get a pass rush there. They got to establish dominance with their front seven. It's going to get worse if they don't do that. Humphreys is playing good ball. He 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 he's the, that, that's a good he's a good player. I like him a lot. But when I look at this football team, and then if I go to the offense, I understand people are on the Lamar uh, Jackson bandwagon. Now, like I said before, the defense was a big part of that loss. But we got to look at Lamar Jackson. Guys, the first two games of the football season, when everybody was all high and mighty, everybody gun ho he's electric. He is fun to watch. He is great. He is this. He is that. Guys, he cannot consistently throw the ball. If you cover a tight end in this offense, what is Lamar going to do? If he can't throw a slant, a clear-cut slant, what is he going to do? If he can't throw a clear-cut fade, what is he going to do? He's got to run. Why do you think they're saying he's electric? We've got to figure that one out. He's electric. He's really, he's fun to watch. Well, when he's running, yes, he is. He's fun to watch. He's going to eat on the ground. But what is his, that arm? What is that arm talent like? This is what the Ravens are missing. This offense is set up to, to, to trick him, trick him, trick him, trick him, trick him, and then make a clear-cut pass to a guy that's wide open because somebody didn't follow their responsibility and then cover a tight end on a wheel route or cover a tight end coming across. If we don't, if Lamar Jackson doesn't got that, he got to run. Every time Lamar Jackson runs the football, that playbook, especially on certain parts of the football field, that playbook shrinks and it shrinks and it shrinks because they can't do a lot of things. They can't. Ingram, Mark, Mark, Mark Ingram is playing freaking good ball. I like what he is playing awesome. I got to give it to him. That that boy running, he running a piss out of that ball from the backfield. But I got to be honest about Lamar, Lamar Jackson. I ain't never met him. I'm not hating on him. I'm just telling you my football eye, something that I had to do for a lot of years to study other players to figure out how to beat them. I'm looking at the same thing with Lamar Jackson. All they're doing is saying, okay, guys, take away his first read. Be close to his secondary. What is he going to do? He's going to have to run. All we got to get him doing is move around a little bit in that backfield, and we're going to eventually sack him. Or if we don't, guys, we're going to tackle him down the football field. And with all of that continuing to happen, what is happening with the clock? It's running. So now when he's when he has to go score for score with other quarterbacks or things of that nature, it's hard to compete like that because the more, you just don't know what you're going to get. And I got to be honest with you. When we talk about all, all this analytics – that's not analytics. Go for two points. It's arrogance. That's what it is. When you score a touchdown, you better you got the best kicker in the National Football League. Kick that ball and take them points. You want to go for two? And luckily, the Browns got a penalty and put them directly on the goal line. And they and they put it in. But we want to scream analytics. These coaches in today's football gonna let these analytics get their behind fire. That's not analytics, it's arrogance. And it's bullcrap. And, and I'm shocked people freaking buying that mess. At the end of the at the end of the day, we gotta figure out how to get this football team for the Baltimore Ravens. I keep saying we. They gotta figure out how to get this, this team going in the right direction. It's not hate. It is not. But the Baltimore Ravens gotta do a better job because people are going cover the tight end. Lamar Jackson can't do anything. We every week. After the first two games, his stats will continue to go down every time. 
He should have had two picks in the Kansas City game. He had two picks in the Cleveland game. That 247 yards he had, a lot of that was trash yards towards the end of the football game. You might not like it, but that's truth. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. And guys, it's going to get worse because at the end of the day, the Cleveland Browns defense wasn't even the best that they're going to see. So guys are going to just start. The game plans are coming. Guys are seeing how to beat this football team. Like I said, you might not like it, but I got to tell you the truth. It's not hate. Not at all. But understand, you better understand football because you're going to be trying to figure out at the end of the day, at the end of the season, what happened? Why are we not in the playoffs? Why can't we win games? Why can't we be consistent? Why can't we push the ball down the field? Why can't we stop this kind of pass? Why can't we stop this kind of run? I'm telling you. I'm telling you why. And that goes for any team. I'm going to be real with you. I, I, I'm not doing these things for likes. I'm doing this because I, I want fans to understand what is going on in, in the game. Why does it look the way it's looking? Appreciate you guys tuning in to the Bernard Paulus Show, guys. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes, the Bernard Paulus Show. And if you want to hit me up on Twitter, if you want to talk ball, I'm talking ball all the time on Saturday, Sunday, whatever it may be. If you want to argue, debate, whatever, hit me up at CrushBoy31. Y'all take it easy. Peace.